Good evening, everybody. It's Monday, the 18th of June, and it's time for 10 dozen minutes of This and That with Mr. and Mrs. Skullhead. Um, <laughs> wow, I really just said that. Uh, let me call the missus see what's up. Hello, Mr. Skullhole. Hey, uh, that was a strange intro for me. Was it? Yeah, it was. Uh, I usually say with Jick and Mr. Skullhead, you know, like I've done for uh, eight years. Yes. And tonight I started with Mr. S- Mr. And by the time I had the Mr. out, I didn't know where I was going. And I ended up saying Mr. and Mrs. Skullhead. So, uh, oh. you're the Mrs. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, what do I have to do? What are my duties? Duties. <laughs> Um, I do most of the house cleaning and food cooking, so really, it's just about the sex. Okay. Uh, what, uh, what do I have to do sex-wise? Oh, yeah, the usual. I don't know what the usual is. Uh, I want you to explain it to me. Slowly. First, I'd better tell you what I'm wearing. Now, on second thought, let's not do that at all. Well, okay. I don't, I don't uh, want to see you having phone sex with you. I, I don't know. Cyber? Is yeah, it, sorry. Uh, is Skype, I should start um, having a conversation in dev. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> talking to, to talk or something. Here, here's, a, uh, here's a philosophical question to occupy us while you finish up your conversation. Is uh, Skype, like, is sexual activity over Skype cyber sex or phone sex? I think it's both, right? Hmm. <clears throat> I don't. I mean, you know, was is is cyber sex via walkie-talkie phone sex? Is well, it's not cyber sex if it's. I think sure. It, it has to have a visual component to be. Okay, so what typing is cyber sex? Like with a typewriter, like yeah. like if you say I am touching my dick, and then you mail that as a letter. Uh, I think that's um, letter carrier sex, uh, possibly. Pony Sexpress, I believe is what that's called. Or Federal Sexpress, if you just have to positively get it there on time. Um, yeah, yeah, but it, okay, so it has to, like, a chatting program is cyber sex. Um, talking to someone on the phone is phone sex. So if, you, if you're an audio-only Skype call, I, I, would, I would call that phone sex. What about uh, with, uh, with video, though? What Voice about with sex. webcams? Like, once you add the webcam, I think you're back in the cyber... Yeah, I feel like yeah. It's like tell tell us sex. Oh, tell tell a dildonics. Yes, tell a dildonics. You can always tell a dildonics, but you can't tell it much. Hoobia. You can lead a dildonics to water, but you can't make it drink. Mm. A bird in the hand is worth tell a dildonics. Yeah, in your bush. Yeah, in your bush song. You have to be listening to a bush song to it to truly to truly enjoy teledildonics. Yeah, to keep uh, Mr. Skullet, I am not firing on all of my cylinders. I uh, I realized about an hour ago that I had forgotten to have a cup of coffee this morning, and uh, so I've got that I've got that caffeine withdrawal headache. Oh, I had you're... a cup of coffee, but you know, once the once the headache sets in, it's in, it's in for a while. It's entrenched. You don't you don't find that the headache goes away if you have some caffeine? That tends to be if, my. If I realize that I haven't had caffeine as soon as the headache starts, then sometimes it'll go away. Which I wonder if that's just the natural headache analgesic properties of caffeine uh-huh. uh, kicking in. But once once it's in full swing, if I don't identify it as a caffeine withdrawal headache, 
you know, and it and it lasts a couple hours, then I'm just I'm pretty much I'm pretty much with it for the night. Oh. And I'm really hungry. And um, all sorts of other things. Having having the I got the IT blues, buddy. Yeah, I heard we're having all these. We bought all these boxes that we can't make do stuff. Yeah, I mean it's just there's there's something we'll figure something out. It's just it's frustrating. It's you know IT guys have a different set of values. Yeah. Um, they value everything being up to date more than they value everything being consistent. For instance. Uh, they value things being secure more than they value them being functional, I guess. Right. Um, yeah, you know, it is, it is, it is a thing. It, it is a perpetual struggle uh, between users and Linux assholes who don't understand what anything is like from a user's point of view. I guess. Uh, you know what I did uh, that I, I and I realized this is what I thought of uh, that I wanted to talk talk to you about uh, last show, but couldn't. It was on the tip of my tongue, but I couldn't think of it. Uh, what I wanted to talk to you about was uh, the other week I was at a party and I had had a few drinks and somebody asked me uh, if I ever used clout and I was like, no, I never wanted to actually deal with looking at that and I I always felt like it was kind of dumb and not a thing that I should get involved in. But I was drunk enough to actually like log into it and and look at it. Um, and I learned some things. Um, uh, so, so based on based on Clout's uh, opinion of us at that moment, we are uh, we are pretty influential about moms, sure, and only maybe ten percent as influential about game development. Uh-huh. Um, but we are exactly as influential about game development as we are about yogurt, <laughs> which is pretty good. Um, and and uh, it set me up with some people that it you know that that it thinks that you know or whatever. And uh, I got to look at uh, our buddy our buddy uh, Clackling's profile, and he was a you know he he up until very recently was a community manager for Star Wars: The Old Republic, right. and uh, he is very influential about uh, community management and slightly less influential about giraffe. <laughs> giraffe, just the one. Yeah, just just the one, just giraffe. See, I was under the impression, like, from all of the results that I saw, that clout was kind of a joke. Yeah. So I didn't bother looking at it. Like, it, like, it seemed like a hoax kind of yeah. thing. You know, and apparently, I, I guess it's a thing where it. if you are influential about a thing, you will, like, maybe people will start sending you free things uh-huh. about that thing. Interesting. I don't know. What are we, uh, let's see what we're influential about now. Uh, t- temple? Okay. I was hoping to score some yogurt. Yeah, uh, Kickstarter. K- okay, we're influential about KOL, so that's good. <laughs> Job search. Uh, money, San Francisco. Furniture. Yeah. Magic. Veganism. Cereal. Health and insurance, but not health insurance. I've always felt very influential about magic. Yeah. Wait, the gathering or just things that... I don't know. Every little thing she does. Temple, uh, temple. What the fuck? Like the school? Does it think we're influential about the the Jewish college school. temple? Maybe it's it thinks we're influential about Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Could be hidden temples. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I, I think this is kind of funny. Uh, I don't know that I believe that it actually means anything. 
Yeah, it, it was weird to me to see people taking it seriously. Felicia Day uh, influences us, as does uh, William Huber. I don't know who that is. So does Donald Bewley. I don't even know who that is. Yeah, it's weird. We don't even know who our influences are anymore. He's in charge of us, though, huh? Yeah, he is. I hope he's not a dick. Uh, I thought you were making that joke because his name is Charles, uh, but it was, in fact, what what did I say? Donald? Donald, yeah. Donald in charge. That was that weird couple of seasons where they replaced Scott Baio with Donald Duck. Yeah. Strange. They they didn't replace. You know, one of the... I do not, as a rule, like the Rage comics uh, on on Reddit, but what I do like is that uh, Dolan meme. Which one now? Uh, with the with the duck with the like poorly drawn Donald Duck, uh, and it often implies that you know he has done he has like you know made a stake out of Goofy's girlfriend Clarabelle Cow uh. or whatever. Um, yeah, it's pretty funny. I think it's pretty funny. Everything is misspelled. You know that's always that's always funny. Yep, misspellings are pound for pound your best entertainment value. Nothing's funnier than just fucking stuff up. That's what I always say. Sorry, I didn't mean value. I meant Elwav. Yeah. Hi, what have you been up to, Mr. Skullhole Head? Head? <laughs> well, Mrs. Skullhead. So, uh, it's time for the Skullhole and Mrs. Skullhead hour. It, uh, yeah. There has been nothing to report, really. This entirety of a, of a week. We had... Didn't do anything, really, for the weekend. Didn't get out the house. You've just been kind of hanging out. Yeah. How's your How's your child? Can't help you there. Uh, adorable. We're switching preschools. That's going to happen soon. Because of, because he grew out of one, or because you're changing? They They started being kind of dicks to us, which was strange. Mm. Yeah, it, it's weird, like being made to not feel welcome from somebody who you're paying a decent chunk of money to watch your kid. Oh, yeah? They're like, ah, fucking you're here again. Like, yes, I came to pick him up. <laughs> I dropped him off this morning. You might have thought you would have seen me again. Had, I mean, have you, like, gotten into it with them about stuff? Or, like, do they have any... Yeah, there was a thing in which, like, they have all these little, um... I guess you would call them toys that are for Montessori stuff, like learning toys. So they call them work. It's like, for this work, you put these ten beads on a string, and then you put them next to these other ten beads, and then you know what twenty is suddenly. And then you push it in slowly, and you pull it out quickly. Exactly. Uh, You wait till point of orgasm, and uh, so Ollie always wanted to show us his work when we came to pick him up, and it's the only way that he will talk about what he does during the day, and they give us no feedback for him at all, so that's the only way we know what's going on there during the day. So... The one time my wife went in there and he was pulling something off the shelf to show her and the teacher came in and said he couldn't do that and kind of scolded her in a weird way and then that happened to me too and it's like you know I'm not going to come in here and have my kid be really excited to show me what he's been doing today and have to tell him oh I'm sorry honey we can't see that right now like, and I'm going to tell him that right now, and it's going to make him real sad, and then I'm going to tell him, but at your new preschool, you'll be able to do that. Because fuck that noise. Yeah. <clears throat> why, why, uh, what was their rationale for not wanting that to happen? They used one of my least favorite 
rationale, which is, well, if we let you do it, everybody would have to would get to do it. And it's like, well, one, not everybody wants to do it, and two, that would probably be fine. So they said they were worried that people would pull stuff out and not put it back, but part of the thing that they're teaching those kids is to take the stuff out and do the thing that you do with it and put it back. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, that's just not a consideration, and it was very weird to have this conversation with them and, and end with, well, I'm sorry you're not understanding me, sir, but this is our policy. It's like, you know, mm. uh, eat my entire ass. Did you say that? Did you say, here's this spoon? Yeah, right in, right in front of my kid. It's like, you know what? But then you were like, it's not one of the good yourself. spoons because we don't leave the house with those. <laughs> Someday I'm going to be that guy. There, there was an old <laughs> story that uh, when Jake and I were first dating, uh, my my dad came running out of the house one morning demanding that he see if I was bringing a metal spoon to school to eat my yogurt with. Hey, we're influential about yogurt. I wonder if this is going to op- going to up our influence. This probably is. Should we tweet, yeah. should we tweet about this story? <laughs> we probably should. <laughs> but anyway, like now I kind of understand every day I was taking a spoon and, you know, one day out of four probably I was remembering to bring it home. But uh what were you doing? Where did the other spoons end up? Probably in the trash. Really? Or like or in my car, you know. Well, this was when you didn't have a car. This was what this was Or in your car. <laughs> okay, I'm pretty sure you weren't just littering my car with spoons because that would have made my dad angry. Oh, and I would have noticed that. That would have been awesome if we could have had both of our dads flip their shit about spoons. <laughs> yeah. Where are your dad? Where are all my spoons? And my dad, where the fuck are all these spoons coming from? And then they just slowly get closer and closer together and kiss. <laughs> Uh, I was that's, going to go for a high five, but yeah, that's, that's <laughs> probably not what would have happened. <laughs> oh God. Uh, um, cool. Yeah. yeah uh, so Dad came out and, and flipped his shit about spoons and uh, cementing in Zach's mind, or Jick's mind, the idea that my dad was this crazy guy who freaked out about things for no reason. I don't know that it ever really. I mean, I definitely understand it as an adult. Right. You know. I, your dad has that thing where he's just looks really severe. Yeah, like, and I'm getting that too. And these days, that just the slightest, like, twinge of of peak in my voice will make people think I'm just about to punch somebody. Yeah, and it's really oh. tough. It's like when I'm out with Ollie and I go like, "Ollie, sit down." People go, "Jesus, that guy's gonna murder that child right in front of us." And I said, no. I didn't say, Ollie, sit down! But I might, and I still wouldn't murder him. People are, uh... I was, I was thinking about this today. There's a lot of people, uh... You know, when I... When, when I decided what was going to be in, like, the bandit boss's nightmare in Word Realms, everybody was like, are you sure you want to build some patricide into this game? And I was like, well, is it a dream? Yeah. You know, and, and like, yes, yes, also shut up. Yes, I'm sure. I'm sure of everything that I say. Fuckers. That's what I said, because that's my management style. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of people are like, uh, oh, wow, like, so this is a game about child abuse, and I guess I won't be playing this with my kids. Wow. And that seems a little weird to me, because it's like, the, the, it's okay to play it with your kids when it's a game about just, like, sort of indiscriminately murdering people. <laughs> uh, but... People are sensitive about that. I mean, I guess it's your instinct to want to protect children and right. women. I, I do remember when they first, 
when uh, the the artist and the animator first started doing, they were like, "Oh, check out this thing that we can do now in in the game." And it's like these these people now have a separate like bloody, beat up, bruised face that they get when they're down <laughs> to like a third of their hit points or whatever. Right. But they only did it for the witches. So <laughs> okay, so <laughs> you've you've turned this into a game where you, men you just murder, but women you beat up like really noticeably and then murder. That's pretty cool. Do we have that uh, beat up face for Baby Raphael? I don't think so. Huh. I guess it, it's just. I, a, I've never lost that yeah. dream, so I don't know. It's just impossible to to gauge how that stuff plays independent of the the rest of the game for us. Like for me, I was like, I understand that I'm in a dream where this character had an abusive father, but like given the art style and everything, it's kind of dark humor, I guess. It, it didn't bother me in the slightest. Yeah. <clears throat> I, don't know. I don't know. Do we need I to put a trigger warning on our game? Yeah, probably. I mean, there's a lot of rape in the second act. Talking about child abuse. Uh, well, so yeah, that was, that was what we're influential about. Hmm. Child abuse is what we're influential about. And yogurt. Uh, this weekend, I, uh, well, uh, hot stuff. Hot stuff's uh, girlfriend moved out of the house, and uh, so there were suddenly these big empty rooms. And so uh, I went and rented a uh, steam cleaner and steam cleaned all the carpets. Uh-huh. And then uh, I used one vacuum cleaner until it broke. And then I found that we had another vacuum cleaner, which I used until it broke. And then I went and bought another vacuum cleaner on Craigslist, and it was already broken. <laughs> you should probably just spring for a Dyson or something. I did. I sprung for a used Dyson on Craigslist, and it's broken. Um, I I think so. I this this is. I feel like an idiot, right? But this is a thing. That, this is a thing that I think happens to other people. It was like, ah, oh, there's this you know used Dyson, seventy five bucks is an older model. I'm like, all right, so I'll go get it. I drove down there. It was it turned out to be a really. It turned out to be a lot further away than I thought it was. It was like a half an hour. And I didn't even, like, turn it on while I was there to see if it worked. I just trusted them. Uh. And it worked. It turned on, but the brush doesn't turn. And so I was like, oh, well, I'll just cut all the, you know, years of accumulated other people's fucking hair out of this brush. And it'll be fixed right up. But even after that, it still didn't work. So I think that motor is probably just burned out. Uh, So it's probably a thing that they can fix. But how much are they going to charge me to fix it? I don't know. I think you can get a decent vacuum cleaner for like 100 bucks. so if they want to charge you $25 to fix it, that would probably be too much. You think? I mean, I every $100 vacuum that I've ever had has just been a worthless piece of shit. Every vacuum cleaner I've ever had has been a worthless piece of shit. Like I think my last they, one, the one that we have now, was 150, and it's fine. Oh yeah, yeah. Just don't get the cheapest one. Get the get the next one up. You know, I bought the one at Target that had the highest user reviews on Amazon, uh, mm-hmm. thinking that that would be okay. But the fucking belt slips off of it. It runs for five minutes, and the fucking belt slips off. And so you take out the five goddamn screws that it takes to get to where you loop the belt back over, and then it will run for another five minutes before the fucking belt slips off. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing like restricting its movement. It's just why the fuck is it even designed in such a way that the belt can slip off? A. And B, what the fuck? Why is every goddamn vacuum cleaner always broken all the goddamn time? Yeah. 
I think it's just my curse. Yeah, your technological uh, inadeptness. Only the simplest possible machines will function properly around me. Hmm. That's my superpower. Um, so anyway, I, I just got... I, I just got sad and decided, you know what? Just no vacuuming ever again. Did you have any luck with the rented Steam Vac? Because I never have. Oh, really? Yeah, those are always great. Yeah. I guess my experience has always been with trying to clean up cat pee with them, and all that it does is that doesn't work. just spread the cat pee in a thin layer across the entire surface. I mean, it would work if you got it real early, but you never get it real early because you never know that it's happened until it's been there long enough to start smelling real bad, and then right. by that time, it's already like soaked all the way through the 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 like plastic woven part of the carpet that's on the bottom. Yeah. I mean, with multiple, with like six hours and uh, one of the green machine things, I was able to do an entire apartment and get rid of all the cat stuff hmm. and then got rid of the cat I don't have any cat pee issues in this house um, in the, I mean basically it, in my experience if it gets to the point where your house smells like cat pee you just have to move huh. um, I mean what I did the one time I had that problem the one time when my cat as a result of another cat moving into the house started peeing uh, places I just got rid of the carpet and replaced it with tile in the, in the places where it had happened because there was just no cleaning it there was no getting rid of that smell and that smell is just so so abhorrent to me um, but yeah no I mean just for like you know the kind of the kind of stains that just happen on carpet like uh, I've always found those the you know the, the rug doctor that you rent from the grocery store to be fine I mean it looks great like the carpet looked pretty crappy before and you ran I ran that over it and it looks great now awesome and it, you know, and it was just about the appearance of it, right? Like, it, I don't know that it's actually any better, uh, but there aren't just spots from stuff. No, we we talked about how you like carpet because you can't tell if it's dirty or not, mm-hmm. and you don't like hardwood or, or concrete or anything because you can. Well, I just don't like. I don't like walking by and the wind of my passing causing little cat hair devils to fly around. Mm. See, I don't like walking on a carpet that is any at all dirty. It just feels I just, super I just gross. can't tell. Yeah. I mean, if if dirty consists of, like, strewn with gravel, then maybe. <laughs> no, I can feel like carpet gets greasy. Huh. Maybe your carpet gets greasy. What are you doing on it? Cooking bacon. Just in every room. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't have. Had, have a, I shouldn't a have cordless the, portable uh, frying pan with no lid. That you just walk around your apartment yeah. cooking bacon all day. Well, my problem was I shouldn't have sprung for the carpeted kitchen. Mm-hmm. Bathroom, sure. Hey. Yeah, you know, I still don't mind a carpeted bathroom. <laughs> you know, normally when I poop, it goes into the toilet. Arkansas. Yeah. No, that was pretty gross. But, I mean, I, I would argue that the problem with that was not that the bathrooms were carpeted. The problem with that was that the septic system was woefully inadequate to the number of people. I, I don't know, do, do multiple, do, do any drops of pee ever come out of you and not go into the toilet? Yeah, sometimes. And then they harmlessly evaporate from the carpet. Uh-huh. That's one way of looking I mean, at it. 
every once in a while, I will get up in the middle of the night to pee, and as I'm walking back to my bed, some drops of urine will, you know, fall out as I'm walking. Hmm. And, you know, that's on the carpet. Sometimes it's on the bed. And you know what? It's fucking fine. Hmm. Maybe it's just, maybe a, actually it's it's just, just a, a couple drops of pee. It's just that you're nasty. Maybe. It's, it's mostly water. Right. It's sterile. Yeah. It's sterile. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Right, right. Sure. What? I mean, you're not thinking about this from my perspective. Carpeted floors means my knees don't get all fucked up all the time. Oh, that's true. You do get rug burn on them, though, don't you? You don't spend as much time, you know, praying towards Mecca as I do. Right. I just mean, like, Mecca, like Japanese robots. (laughs) Please. Yeah. Please people keep hiding them from me so that I have to, like, track them down so I know which direction to pray <laughs> toward. Oh, man. Uh, I went and saw uh, Snow White and the Huntsman this weekend. How is that now? I thought that it was really good, hmm. actually. Um, I, you know, it wasn't like uh, it wasn't like a triumph of filmmaking or anything, but there was never a point where I thought that was stupid the entire movie. And that in this day and age is pretty rare I think because A movies are bad B I have a hair trigger for thinking something is stupid right and, and saying it I say that's stupid you're stupid I say to yeah, whatever that movie was stupid and you're stupid for liking it um yeah I, I didn't have a lot of expectations going into it but it was like you know, it was visually really cool, and it wasn't so actiony that you just got burned out on the action. And it had a plot that wasn't really that wasn't at all convoluted. You know, it was just like, yeah. oh, bad guy, good guy. This is some shit that happens. You would like Men in Black Three, I feel. Yeah, that's what you had. Uh, that's what you had said. I uh, I might not get to see it in the theater though because uh, I think I'm gonna go if if I uh, continue my one movie per weekend uh, habit. I think it's gonna be Rock of Ages next weekend. <laughs> I cannot imagine a scenario in which you enjoy that movie. Really? Yeah. Why? Why not? You don't like musicals. I I don't like musicals if the songs are all gay. If I I liked Moulin Rouge specifically because the music was actual good songs. Meaning songs you've heard before. Yeah. Well. Yeah. No. No. Good songs. Songs that exist as songs, as opposed to songs that exist as narrative vehicles for a play because hmm. I would argue that Chicago has songs that are good songs that exist as songs I haven't seen it I, and I might not hate it yeah you probably would I mean show tune is a genre of song I guess and this is this particular musical is not going to have any of those yeah but it is going to have songs that you know that are sung in the fashion of show tunes and orchestrated as if they were show tunes it doesn't seem like that, though. I mean, it seems like there are a bunch of... I mean, it seems like it's going to be like Moulin Rouge. There are going to be a bunch of mashups. Yeah, I mean, I want to see it. You don't have to come to it's or, me. Or, or medleys. Yeah, you know, my girlfriend doesn't really have any interest in it. Maybe I need to go find some gay dude to blow in the theater. Exactly. If I want to enjoy that kind of thing. That's how you do it, right? Yeah. you got to be blowing a dude to enjoy musical theater. Yep. I uh, I guess Gobby's uh, speaking of which speaking of <laughs> blowing it dude I guess Gobby's play uh, went pretty well and got well reviewed in uh, in its initial run in San Diego is uh, do you call it a play 
Yeah, I think you could say a play or a show. Yeah. Whichever makes you more comfortable. A musical. Uh, yeah, so I talked to him today and I, and I sent him some feedback about getting a bunch of new music done for the Word Realms video game. Oh, yeah. Kickstarter funded, which is exciting. That is indeed. It's a, uh, it'll be interesting to see what we can do and from now until the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. Another, another few, another few of thousands have come in. There are sixty-six hours to go. I want to be sedated. Hmm. So somebody pointed out that Kevin jumps like he's from Doki Doki Panic, but what about Zach's jump? I thought mine was the. I thought I was Mega Man. In that video. Kevin thought that there was something wrong with the animation of his jump, but it turned out to be like Luigi from Super Mario 2. Or, as this person says, whoever that character was in Doki Doki Panic. Boy, that is a somebody doing a real hard catchy there. Well, I don't, you know, it, it's possible that somebody played Doki Doki Panic and not Super Mario Brothers 2, right? Yeah, but I think that the odds are really good that it's somebody who's uh, familiar with them both. So, the, the iron test is to ask them if they've played Final Fantasy 3. You say, well, uh, are you referring to the the Super Famicom Final Fantasy 6, or are you referring to the actual third one, which was not released in the U.S., but was only released in Japan until fairly recently on the PlayStation? I would not do it like that, but I think if <laughs> well, somebody, like I said, that too, if somebody yeah. said, have you played Final Fantasy 3, I would say the Super Nintendo one? Yeah, like then that would be acceptable. Yeah, would it? Okay, because I mean, in a way, that's that's a little bit catchy, right? Because it it depends on uh, how you do it. Because you can well, say, well, like, I guess it also it depends on who's asking, right? And yeah. if I was talking to somebody about Final Fantasy three, it's probably not going to be like the old lady at the grocery store, right? It's probably going to be somebody who like spends a lot of time thinking and knowing stuff about video games. Yeah, which is a little different crowd I guess I don't know maybe I just feel like everybody's like that now because that's the only people that I pay attention to I think that it would be acceptable to say like yeah you know what's super weird with that character is he's they named him a Gaelic name so it's pronounced Katshi like how weird is that I think that there's a divide between that and um technically it's pronounced Katshi I believe you mean it's Mm -hmm. Gaelic a lot of it is, you know, I wonder how much of it, I say a lot of it, but I wonder how much of it is the inflection, and I will often listen, over the course of, like, editing and, you know, doing doing the stuff that we do with the podcasts, I will often hear myself say something and think, ah, fuck, if I, if I would remember that my voice sounded like that, I would not have said that. Because <laughs> it's like, oh, man, I sound like those dudes I don't like. You know, Mexicans. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that reminded me of something else that I was going to bring up. Oh man, uh, the other day I went to uh, uh, this was this made me feel. I don't know who who this made me feel bad for me or this kid. I uh, I went to the coffee place, the, the little coffee stand, as I do, and basically every morning, except this morning, which I forgot for some fucking reason, because I had a doctor's appointment. Is why. Yeah. Uh, but in there. I know that they choose the music that they play. And so, like, half the time, 
it's just somebody's Pandora station off, you know, playing off of a off of an iPhone or something hooked into their their stereo system in there. And I didn't think about this, but a lot of the time they're listening to music and they don't know who it is. Right. Right. But went there. Fatboy Slim song was playing. And I was like, you know what? Nobody doesn't know who fucking Fatboy Slim is. And so I was playing. And the guy at the counter like started making conversation or whatever. And I was like, you know, I read I read this thing about how apparently he made this entire album on like an Atari computer from the eighties because he was used to the software and like it was it was easier for him to like do this stuff on this ancient computer that probably didn't even have a mouse than it was for him to learn some new software. And he was like, What? And then I kind of para- paraphrased the same <laughs> thing again. And then he was like, huh, who is this? And I was just like, fuck. Yeah. So, yeah. so I wonder to that kid, if he says, if he hears somebody say, oh, he used a computer from the 80s to make this. Does that kid who doesn't know who Fatboy Slim is, does that kid know that Fatboy Slim was not from the 80s? Right. You know, was that kid born in the year 2000? I hope not, because that's their child labor laws. Yeah. When did, uh, I don't even know the name of the album. I don't, you've come a long way, baby. When did You've Come a Long Way, Baby come out? Mid-90s, I want to say. So it's possible that 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 album came out before this kid was born. Right. God damn it, Mr. Skullhead. But it's strange, because I think it, like, by the time I was 18... I knew who the like the Beatles were and the Rolling Stones were and the, like the Birds and shit. I had a, and I had a decent map of where all that music fit. Yeah, like I I knew some of the seventies guys and yeah. It just I seems mean, weird. Like I had heard of say. A handful of movies that came out in the forties, and it's weird to me when kids these days don't know about Indiana Jones. Yeah. Like, is this a sequel to something? I mean, so I wonder how much of that, like, with music, I wonder how much of that is just living in a sort of, like, post-scarcity media world. Uh Right? I mean, we consumed a lot of music by the album because we had no choice. Right? Unless it was listening to the radio. But, like, once you developed anything like an eclectic taste in music, you weren't going to get that on the radio. Yeah anymore so you would get as many albums as you could afford and you would listen to them over and over again and you would read the liner notes you know and you would talk to other people about them and you would just like know stuff I mean and I guess you know there's probably a lot of little girls that know a lot about Justin Bieber that's true I mean it's like there is there is a wealth of information on any particular subject available for free on the internet but there are so many subjects that you could constantly feed a desire for novelty without ever having to actually learn anything about any of them to speak of. Yeah, it's kind of a, like, um, people don't understand what individual artists are in the same way that a fish doesn't understand it's wet. You're just kind of marinating in music all the time, and you can tune it to be stuff that you're gonna like without and why would you go seek out more songs by a particular artist when you're always going to get something new that you like yeah i suppose i don't know though it's you know and how much of how much of what we know about older movies and television and stuff came from like us having to watch whatever was on the television 
you know, because they would play older movies. But now you're never going to... I mean, we, we would get exposed to that kind of thing without seeking it out, right? And there was only so much going on. There were only so many channels. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know why I know about stuff from before I was born. I don't remember exactly why right. I know about that. I mean, you know, some music I know from, like, my parents. And I guess probably a lot of it is I just I know from... I mean, I always would, if I heard a thing about a thing, I would ask what it was. You know, I don't know. So maybe we were just, maybe our generation was just more intellectually curious than these fuckers <laughs> today. Well, I think information is also another fish not knowing that they're wet now. You know, we, we had to go through a little more effort to find stuff out, I guess. Like asking our dads. Yeah, well, like, now that you can know everything as soon as you think of the question, that's really exciting for us, because we can just always be finding shit out, and I think for people a couple of years younger than us, it's just, we never need to find anything out, because the information's there. Yeah. Yeah, the kids. And let's have this conversation again. How easy it is for kids to get porn now. Am I right? Yeah, thank God I'm not... I don't have a baby girl. Wait, what? Oh, because she would be in porn? Yeah, like... The odds of naked pictures of your, like... Adolescent girl being on the internet are way broader than they used to be. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And thanks to corn subsidies the naked pictures of your adolescent daughter are also way broader than they used to be. Aha. Uh-huh. Ah, I get it, because she's diabetic. I wonder if people have rhymed daughter and broader enough. Hmm. Uh, what's something about boners that rhymes with diabetic? Hmm. I don't know. Par- peripatetic? What does peripatetic mean? Somebody Pre- who wanders around with no purpose. Pre- preopitic? Priapic, peripatetic. Yeah. Wait, really? Peripatetic is somebody that wanders? Uh huh. So not all peripatetics are lost. Right. Not all who perambulate are peripatetic. Well, okay. That not all walkers are wanderers? Yeah. Not all, all peripatetics must perambulate, but not all perambulators are peripatetic. Okay. Necessary and sufficient. Uh, I think that I think that is that is uh, that is all that happened to me. I, I I hosed down a lot of floors. Uh, yesterday I went to. Uh, Did you floor tur- a lot of hose as well? I turned on the hose outside yesterday, and uh, I, as I picked it up, apparently it, it the a hole had melted in the hose from it being against something metal. Uh, as near as I could tell, huh. and uh, and so I, I turned it on and I picked it up and then the hose burst and just hosed me down with really really hot water, <laughs> Shit. like it will uh, in this in this desert. So that was pretty funny. And I, I yelled "shit," and I realized that I was outdoors. There were people out in my neighborhood, and then I was like, ha, 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 ha. "I laughed a lot." That was it. That was my story about the hose. That's beautiful. But now I don't know what to do. Do I go buy a new hose? Do I go buy another repair kit? The hose, the hose already got a hole pecked in it by a chicken. 
So I had to get, and I was like, you know what? God damn it. I'm not going to go buy another $20 hose so that this can just happen again. So I went and I got, I'm like, hey, uh, it, can you fix a hose? And she was like, yes, here's this thing that'll let you fix a hose. So I bought one of those. I go buy another one, I guess. All right. Fix the new hole. But at some point, that's going to stop making sense. You know, yeah, a hose is not a major investment, really. Right? right. Yeah, but I, I mean, it, historically, I buy a hose, I use it like twice before I have to replace it. I mean, so you're it's in like, a harsh and unforgiving desert environment. Yeah. So, I mean, in a lot of ways, I would have been equally served by a cheaper and more reliable bucket uh, than, <laughs> than a hose, right? Because, I mean, the faucet always works. Well, no, the faucet rarely works also. Right. You know, I think mostly when you go to turn a faucet, the handle breaks off in your hand. That's usually what happens. Right. Because you should just never do anything. <laughs> yep. Man, the, uh, you're, the you're just, you have bad luck. What can I say? The sink at the doctor's office today. I went. I went and used the bathroom, and then I was like, I was like, employees must wash hands, and I'm like, well, I'm somebody's employee. Then I was like, wait a minute, no, I'm not. <laughs> fuck, fuck that. I'm never washing my hands again. Huh? I can let the man tell me what to do. Uh, but the sink, it was one of those uh, ones where you push the handle down, and then the water comes out for a while, and then and then stops coming out. You know. Right. But it it was. Like, the pressure was really, really high, but the flow was really, really restricted. So it was like, it ran for a really long time, but it was these just, like, needle-like jets of extremely high-pressure water. So it just moistened the entire front of me and hurt and took a really long time to, to wash my hands. Yeah. I didn't know what to do. When I was going to go out there, I'm like, all right, do I walk out and do I say something about, boy, that's some sink you got in there so that people wouldn't look at me and think that I had pissed myself? Because hmm. I knew everybody was going to look. I walked out the same thing. I walked out the same doorway from the bathroom that the woman comes out to, like, say your name when it's your turn to go get your nose looked at. Uh. And it, the doctors were all running real late. So, it was, you know, everybody looked up as soon as I walked in. And I didn't know what to say. I mean, it seemed like a it seemed like maybe a sitcom catchphrase moment, like Walter. You just say that is some sink in there. It scared me so bad I peed myself. Yeah. Oh, boy. <coughs> Good times. Yeah. Hey, do you so, want to? Ser- yeah, do you want what? what? So seriously, what? Two, what? Go ahead. I'm waiting. You yeah. don't have anything. You have nothing. Nothing. Well, I was going to move on, but if we're not ready to move on, that's acceptable. What were you going to move on to? The KOL stuff. Okay, fine. But if you had another thing, come on, man. What's your other thing? No, I didn't. I didn't have another thing. You tell me. I was asking you if you had any. My other thing was asking you if you had anything. Walter. I was like, seriously? You had nothing? Really? Really? I was going to say. Benjamin. I don't ever say that, and I wish everybody else would also not ever do that. Really? Comma? Really? Yeah, that's a pet peeve of yours, isn't it? It's not really a pet peeve. It's just... It's not... It's not funny. Uh, I don't think of it as something I say that's funny. It's something I say when I'm annoyed. But it's different. 
But it's, I don't know, it's like, it reads as more, like, smug and insulting to me than, like, dog, seriously? Or fucking seriously? Or yeah. are you fucking kidding me? Or Yahoo, seriously? <laughs> yeah. Or Dweezil Zappa? Yeah. Dweezil. Moon unit. Dweezil's always getting into stuff. He's the you know, he's the crazy rebel. You go to get a spoon, and all the spoons are in the neighbor's car. You're like, Dweezil. <laughs> now how am I gonna eat my yogurt? Our right, dads we gotta, are making. We gotta up. keep those hits up. Yep. <clears throat> I want somebody to send I, me some yogurt. You know, it seems to me like it, it annoys me that like. I grew up thinking of yogurt as something that was good for you, but like basically yogurt that you get from the grocery store now is just fucking candy. It's like a candy bar and there's nothing in it that's good or good for you. It's just like, oh, here's some yogurt. It's like, this is just dessert. This is like what you would have for dessert. Yeah, they've... It became the thing that women could have and feel good about themselves instead of dessert. So now it's just full of, like, it's flavored, like, key lime pie or some shit. And it's basically exactly the same thing as just eating some ice cream. And yet it's still like, oh, this, fewer, this helped Jamie Lee Curtis poop. Fewer, cal- fewer calories. Yeah, fewer it depends calories. on how much, depends on how much ice cream. I've, I'll calories. bet that you, I'll bet that a non, like, if you didn't go for a specifically low cal, or I mean, you know, you go for the fat free one, which just has more sugar in it because something's got to make it taste good or nobody will eat it. Right, I'm they, guessing they that tend to have artificial sugar in the ice cream. Yeah. That it would have about the same number of calories as the yogurt that was in it before. Think so? Yeah, I really do. Okay. I mean, we I tend to just buy Greek yogurt, plain. So then it's actual yogurt, and then yeah. I can eat it. But then so I put granola like in like it. Like the, granola like is the not sweet candy. at all. Like it tastes like uh, like it tastes like sour cream, or it's got a little tartness to it. Yeah, I mean it has a little bit of sugar in it, but as much as I would have from a bowl of cereal. So. Right. I also don't eat a whole shit ton of yogurt because I'm a guy, and guys aren't allowed to eat yogurt anymore. I I find that uh, my spoon my spoon is too big to, <laughs> to eat yogurt. Um, Okay. No, I, have to dig, I have to dig out one of the, the little spoons if I want to eat yogurt out of a yogurt container. And then I'm like, wait, so this is just wrong. I, I'm using a baby, a baby I'm boy's suddenly spoon. suddenly a giant. <laughs> How did I grow so large? Yeah, man, I don't... I, I have a really hard time eating with little silverware. You know, like every time I get one of those spoons that's got like the rubber coating on it, I'm like, I shouldn't be eating with this. It's got the airplane wings on the handle. Right. And I say, look, just stop pulling on your bib and eat. Have pulling you been to a, Have you been to a grown up restaurant where there are bibs available and have you worn the bib? Jesus Christ. I went to a I went to there was a waiter at Joe's Crab Shack who tried to tie it on me. Uh, I was like, dude, no. What the fuck? Like, not only will I not suffer the indignity of wearing a fucking bib at this restaurant, even though I know you're trying to protect me, but I will, I over my dead body will you stand and tie that fucking thing on me. Yeah. Like, yeah. Man, I don't even like, I used to not like it, 
at the barber shop when they would put that thing over you. I was like, ah, I don't look. I can dress myself. <laughs> I haven't eaten at a Joe's Crab Shack in a really long time. That is that is one of those places where like the ambiance is really objectionable, but the food is good enough in my estimation that it overcomes it. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't ever been to uh what is that dipshit place in San Francisco or San Diego that has the like people wear the napkins on their heads and stuff? Yeah. Outback is not actually all that bad. I mean the menu is just as stupid as like a TGI Fridays menu. Right. But if you just get the same thing every time, you never have to look at a menu. I was talking about Dick's Last Resort though. You were? Yeah. And I, when I was think- that? That's that place in San Diego where, like, the waiters are rude to you because it's funny and they, like, write little names for you on your napkins and then tie them around your head like hats. Huh, okay. It's, it's within I, walking distance of the thing. We pass it and yeah, we pass no, 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 the, the I, I know. walking I, with their hats like, on. I was talking to Roy about that the other day, and I guess I had been there once and drank there but did not realize that it was that kind of place. Uh-huh. Um, that was the place we were when there was... We were there having a beer, and then there was, like, this party of, like, 40 or 50 people, like, a wedding reception, went there, and they all had a round of drinks, and then they all left, and nobody paid. Huh. So, that kind of made me feel bad for Dick. Right. Maybe that's why he's gotten to his last resort. Mm-hmm. Did you ever go to uh, Dick's uh, Burgers in Seattle? Uh, nope. If you get it to go, you can eat a bag of Dick's. <laughs> hey. <clears throat> There's a big uh, sporting goods chain here called Dick's. Yeah, I think that's national. There's one here, too. I really want them to have a member club that's called the Insider. Yeah. Dick's so, Insider. Yeah. Yeah. Or if uh, they expanded into a market where there was already a store called Dick's, and so they had to become Big Dick's. Yeah. And or, then they could open a halfway in. Veiny dicks, and then their their rewards program was called "Covered in Blisters." I don't think anybody would sign up for that rewards program. Do you have your "Covered in Blisters" card? If your veiny dicks covered in blisters, card with you? <laughs> no, no, I don't. Oh uh, boy. Uh, well, so should we take a break and then do KOL questions, or should we just uh, start and stop and start? Um, we can take an early break if you'd like. Yeah, I would. I would like my head to stop hurting. Is the main thing. Uh, I see. All right. Well, we'll give it fifteen minutes, and uh, okay, give your head fifteen minutes. See if it's cleared and fed. Um, back in a bit, folks. And we're back. Hey. And decided to go all uh, John Linnell State songs for that break. Nice. I like that album. For some reason, the picture that iTunes chose for that album and has associated with it across all of my MP3 playing stuff is, like, two Japanese girls and their album of pop songs. Huh. Oh, who knows? Not like two Japanese girls going down on each other's pixelated nethers? No, no nethers. Wither the nethers, I said. Pixelated or otherwise. I mean, I guess technically, if you're looking at Japanese porn on a computer, it can only be more pixelated. Right. 
right? Because it's already somewhat pixelated, unless it's on a retina display. Yes, and then you're... <clears throat> Wait, if you watch Japanese porn on a retina display, can you not see the pixels? Mm, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, boy, oh boy. Weird boy, oh. cultural mores, you know? Yeah, like we're going to cram an octopus into your asshole, but we're going to blur out your vagina so nobody gets offended. Yeah, I mean, I think that they cram the octopus into your asshole because they blur out the vagina. Hmm. Right, I mean, that's pretty much the genesis of that, right? Like, you can't depict a dick going into a vagina, but you can depict a tentacle going into a vagina. You can't show the vagina, though. I thought you could. No. Hmm. Well, that sucks for them. And you gotta blur out all the genitalia. I mean, where's a Japanese guy gonna get any good porn where you can actually see a vagina? Everywhere. Alright, so Child writes, uh, Jacob Scully, congratulations on the Kickstarter's imminent success. What's the biggest fire you've each started, and were you in any way Boy Scouts back in the day? That's where my love of burning things comes from. <laughs> Great. Um, I, I did play with fire a lot as a kid, uh, but I never... I never really started a big fire. Yeah, I haven't started a big one. <clears throat> I once got my building evacuated uh, in my freshman year at college. Uh, this was a, this was just dumb. I uh, we were about to get on the elevator to go somewhere, and uh, somebody had left the the RA had like left this storage closet, this empty storage closet unlocked, and somebody had torn down this big stupid like. It was like one of those big, long poster things that you make out of some butcher paper, you know, and you paint, like, Homecoming Parade tomorrow or whatever Uh on it. Uh, Somebody had torn one of those down and wadded it up and put it in that closet. And as we were about to get on the elevator, I was like, oh, hold on a second. And I opened the closet door and I set the poster on fire and then I just dove into the elevator. And then about three floors down, I was like, fuck, that was really stupid. (laughs) <laughs> and so I I just hit all the buttons on the elevator so that they would stop no matter where we were. Uh, and then I ran up the stairs, put the fire out, the elevator opened, I got back in it, went back down, and we went out to dinner. And then when we got back from dinner, they had apparently evacuated the building because the smoke detectors had gone off <laughs> after, after I had already put it out. Uh, and everybody totally ratted me out. Everybody knew, even though they didn't specifically know it was me, they knew that I was the guy who kept setting shit on fire. <laughs> um, but they didn't manage to actually like investigate it or anything until the following year. Hmm. And so the other people that were with me got called in to have a talk about it with some of the school officials. <laughs> uh, but they they didn't rat me out. My real friends did not rat me out. How's your real friends? Never will. I was a Cub Scout, and then I went to, like, three Boy Scout meetings, but I kept getting beaten up at the Boy Scout meetings because the Boy Scouts weren't any better a caliber of people than the average population where I grew up. And I wasn't any less of a smartass when I was in Boy Scouts as I was when I was at school. I was a Cub Scout for maybe six months, I think. I never did any of the merit badge shit and never advanced at all. Yeah. I think I think I was just kind of a Calvin kid. Like I would rather just be in the backyard with some sticks and some leaves, like fucking around pretending they were swords and, and whatnot. I definitely if I had to pick a single flaw uh, from my youth it would have been a just abject lack of follow through. Uh huh. Well, yeah, that was that too. Of, 
flit it around from thing to thing and and you know eventually worked out all right i guess mm-hmm. you know i found something that i was good at without it seeming like a lot of work and so that's what i did but uh yeah uh, gameplay minutia continues chilled. Do you have any plans for future recipes involving wads, meat smithing, cocktails, ammo for giftable to like so that I can shoot my wad over? Aha, never mind. Um, yeah, but it. So then we'd have, if if we allowed you to shoot wads out of a thing, we would have to go through and mark which of the monsters have tits. Oh yeah, yeah. in the game. We don't already do that, right? You never put tits in the list of body parts on the monster. <laughs> uh, maybe yes, maybe no. The, the Naughty Sorceress's list is just tits, knockers, melons, gazungas. Fun bags. Um, jugs. Jugs? Jugs, yeah. yeah. Mother Ch- jugs in speed. Chesticles. <laughs> oh, chesticles. Uh, also, level 8 quest? I know we're in the middle of a world event, but go on. You know you want to roll it out. Oh, it's just so boring. So bored with the level eight quest. Jesus, what's wrong with me? It's not different enough to get excited about, and it's not the same enough to not have to do it. So, uh, let's see. Erich says, "Edit, you answered in another thread, but uh, no sandpaper recipe for the fire skill book. Any reason?" Yeah, I mean that was a that was a kludgy kludge of a band-aid and it is not necessary to have it on anything in the future um ah man that was just one of those we can't win for losing situations because it's like ah well now we want to collect these used books but we already used the book back in the day so we can't get the used copy of it and it's like all right well we'll figure out a way for you to make a used copy of it that doesn't require like us to like write a bunch of code or do weird shit and then it's like oh but man now we're the only person that can get that skill book recipe right uh i guess they everybody who already had it just had to buy another one like so it just upset recipe completionists instead of item completionists uh, Deus Ex Machina says, so I'm guessing that everyone forgot about the spooky scarecrow. It doesn't do anything since the PvP update. Uh, no, we didn't forget about it. We just haven't gotten around to doing anything with it. I said I was going to take care of that, and then I took care of like two or three of the things, and then didn't take care of any of the other things. Again, lack of follow-through. <clears throat> uh, Giarge says, reposting questions skipped from last thread. If you had a reason for skipping them, do so again, and perhaps I'll get the message. Oh, yeah. I doubt it. Uh, will there be a demo version of Word Realms release? I'd like to be able to send a demo to some friends when it comes out. I I suspect that we might publish a demo of it to like congregate or the like. Maybe Jay's games hmm. or I was so sad that I couldn't uh, that I couldn't uh, register either James is gay or gayisjames dot com. They were both already <laughs> taken. Gaius James. Um, that would have been great because we could have just we could have just been our own Flash Games portal, but only for games about dicks. Hmm. And those are really the only games we want to make. Yeah, Th- that Edmund Edmund McMillan game, cunt. Yeah, that's the only game about a dick that I can think of. Are there other games about dicks? I guess Leisure Suit Larry was kind of a dick. Right. Duke Nuke Dick Dick Nukem. Dick Duke, Nickham. Duke, 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 yes, Dick Nickham. It's a shaving game. Shaving, shaving a dick. Yeah. 
in case you're overcome by your inner hippie urges and decide to take suggestions from people, how about making the scarecrow decrease the chance of random PvP attacks? You know, scaring off attackers. Um, uh, uh, wait, that was that previous question. Anyway. Uh-huh. Uh, says, I finally read through most of Scully's favorite books that he posted on his AMA, and I enjoyed the majority. What else would you recommend? Yeah, I also looked at that list. I think I've read a lot of them. Yeah, I mean, like, I tend to be author-oriented to, like, read all the Stephen King and all the Christopher Moore and all the Terry Pratchett and all the Neil Gaiman. What about all the Heinlein? I've only read two or three Heinlein books. Like, I really liked Stranger in a Strange Land. I read Number of the Beast was fucking awful. I think it was towards the end of whatever brain aneurysm was making him crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... I read Job, A Comedy of Justice was pretty funny, and then I heard all of the Lazarus books were just non-stop creepy clone incest, so I didn't really bother with them. I've never read Starship Troopers, even. Oh. Starship Troopers is really good. Hmm. It's not really like the movie at all. Hmm. It's the same basic story of the movie, but the book is told from the perspective of, like, just a foot soldier, and so he doesn't really know anything. Um... I I remember the moon as a harsh mistress being okay. I remember the cat who walks through walls as being okay. And I think those three in Stranger in a Strange Land are all that I read. Uh, I have owned the Gorman Gas trilogy for years and years and years, and I just can't get into it. What, Gorman Gas? That's one of those. Yeah. That's one of those books where I've read the first three pages a dozen times thinking that I would try to do it. But it it just doesn't grab me. Huh. I was sold in the first couple of paragraphs. Yeah? Isn't he just walking around with some statues? Yeah, but the language. I love the language. Mm. The prose, the prose, man. Prose was really compelling, man. But the cons, on the other hand. The con is that... Well, the con of the book is that hardly anything happens. But it so beautifully fails to happen. Is Is it fantastical? No. Is it funny? Sometimes. I mean, what if you were to characterize those books? How would you care? I mean, what? How would you describe them? Um, Charles Dickens's Game of Thrones. So, like medieval, but not fantastical. Right. Like, there's no magic, and there's no, there are no beasties that we haven't heard of. But it. It's just like giant castle and castle grounds that seem to be isolated from the rest of the world, and it, like, you don't know what time period it's in. But they've been doing this whole—they have these traditions and routines that they've been doing for generations. And what happens when something comes in to to question the traditions and kind of fuck things up? And the characters are all grotesque with weird names and and. Uh, weird little personality quirks and I don't know it, it was absolutely fascinating to me I just fell into this world and didn't emerge from it until I was done with the books hmm. did you read uh, Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell I've only made it like a third of the way through and if I start it again I'm going to have to start over yeah and that's rough because that's long as shit yeah. I, I was enjoying I, it 
yeah, it's it is it's thick as it's thick as fuck, and it's it's uh, and again, not a lot happens, but I I really really liked it a lot, as I recall, uh, and that's definitely in that would go in this list, I think. Uh-huh. I have not read any of this uh, Patrick Rothfuss, Fuferall, Falderall. That shit is incredible. Is it grown up book or is it like a young adult thing? No, it's definitely fantasy for adults. That is a fantastical world with a, a system of magic that's really scientific. Yeah. So that's interesting. And uh, I don't know. That's another one that just the world that it's in has space and breath in it. Kind of like there are books where you read like, oh, yeah, of course, they're wizards and they go to a wizarding school. But you you see the seams in it. Mm-hmm. You know, like Harry Potter, there's a bunch of shit. You go, no, that doesn't make any sense at all. Because obviously she didn't think about it. She just put in something that was cool, which is fine to read. But this just reads more like a like a nonfiction novel from some other dimension. Mm-hmm. So, super interesting. You know, the weird thing is, I will read a, a good fantasy novel and go, man, this is so well thought out. All these languages and all this culture. It's, it's like the history of the world the actual history of the world, I can't get myself to give two shits about. Well, because there's no wizards. I can't read nonfiction at all. But if a good, like, fantasy novel has all these cultures I could discover, but so does the world. There's a whole lot of shit I don't know about in the world, but I can't get myself to be interested. And I think that's... I think that's a thing that makes me less useful as a human being. But I don't yeah. know how to get around. Yeah, it. I mean, I often, I often feel like there is something wrong with me that I can't really get interested in history. Although something that I that I find that I can get interested in is the history of machines and technology. Hmm. Right, I can read nonfiction that's about that kind of stuff. Uh, but it's just like dudes like killing each other because they want more land. Seems like mostly what happened. Hmm up until always you know and and yeah I just don't know I guess maybe it is like the real world is has to make sense and is bound by these rules and and sort of the more you the more you learn about it the more you just it's depressing it's just depressing yeah I mean (laughs) like I mean like people will say why do there have to be dragons and unicorns in the world when there are like these amazing organisms we know nothing about who can eat oil and shit gold and like yeah but they you know we know about them they operate according to set scientific rules and and that makes them less satisfying than something that doesn't exist somehow and again I, i don't think that there are a lot of scientists or like biologists or rocket astrophysicists reading fantasy you don't think? I think you have to have an interest in the in the real world to do cool shit like that, and, and I definitely don't have it. Huh. I mean, I'm guessing that there are a lot of scientists who also... I, I think that you don't have to not have an interest in fantastical worlds to have an interest in the real world, right? right. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. There's stuff that I have to know how to do that's grounded in the real world and is is the result of like a bunch of people having done a bunch of shit over a whole lot of years. Uh-huh. 
you know and it's kind of interesting to to know about that stuff but yeah you know not super interesting right it, like information tech is is interesting to me that that book uh the victorian internet uh which was just a book about distance communication basically but mostly about the telegraph huh. was really cool like it was just like interesting like you know just learning about like the way that stuff worked and like the spread of it and how you know i mean they talked about like these distance communication systems using like line of sight semaphore flags uh-huh. in like 1600s and stuff and it's like oh that's clever like that's the kind of shit that if i had been alive then and lucky enough to be gainfully employed in a satisfying endeavor that's the kind of thing it would have been uh-huh a, i think a semaphorian well or just figuring out like figuring out how to use what we've got to do what we need to do right you know like and not like where the fuck is my next meal going to come from because I'm shit at farming <laughs> you know which is more likely what would have happened or I would have just like I, you know I probably have had 10 infirmities that would have killed me before the age of antibiotics yeah right but lots of Phil says would you consider having ads in KOL on an opt-in basis I don't know if the revenue would be meaningful but I would happily have ads somewhere if it sent a few meat nickels your way now even opt-in, no. And Miss Friendly says, I would not mind ads somewhere if they were small and discreet. Like if they were, play discreetly, my lord. <laughs> we should start advertising KOL with like, just pictures dicks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that would work or not. <laughs> um, I mean, you would, you've, you, you worked a, uh, as a dick model a little bit in college, right? So you'd, would you be willing to do some pro bono work? Oh. <laughs> I didn't mean um, that I showed that I had people take pictures of my dick. I mean that I posed for pictures and I was kind of a jerk about it. Oh, okay. Yeah, take the fucking picture. It's like, yes, I'm already giving you sultry. I'm not getting any sultrier. That was the line my wife walked in on, by the way. Yeah. Not gonna get any sultrier. Stagold says, from what I've seen on the forums, I read a few times a week, post sporadically, it seems to be that thought by some, maybe many, that NS15 is dead in the water for a lot of reasons. All those speculative reasons aside, what about a possible Valhalla option for NS-Link, such as NS11, NS13, NS15? Doing, I mean, NS11 as an option would not really work anymore. Like, it would have to just be, like, some weird alternate version of the Naughty Sorceress quest that wasn't... I, I mean, and then it wouldn't be... A, it couldn't give the same rewards or that's all anybody would ever do if they were just trying to get all the skills as fast as possible and stuff and it I don't think that compulsory level 13 and 14 quests would be fun because the levels are so big you know I think you can power level through that to to watch your numbers get bigger and that's a certain kind of satisfying but it's not the kind of satisfying that actually doing stuff in the normal course of the game is right um, <clears throat> ah, sorry about the, all those throat clearings uh, Ernie Q says This world event has really hit me with the extent to which Moon pies and rec generators are overpowered Any thoughts on knocking them back a little Or making them more expensive in terms of isotopes uh, I think that ship has already Sailed with all the horses on it Already out of the boat barn <laughs> Also in the haunted bedroom One of the nice sand adventures gives you meat, mist, or spectacles And once you've got the spectacles that option simply wastes a turn any chance that choosing that after you've already got the specs could give you a nightstand combat rather than a wasted turn? Yeah. That, yeah, that's not a bad idea. 
Uh, also, also, I'm really pleased Scully got you guys to have another surge on Kickstarter. It made me sad to hear Jake sounding so depressed the other week. Well, yeah. The, the I way that I, I did that and that <clears throat> I told everybody that it wasn't over when the Germans attacked Pearl Harbor, and then you just kind of did the updates and people started coming in again. And somebody contacted like Felicia Day and, and got her in. So I wouldn't say that I did anything except cheerlead, so... Well, yeah, and I mean, I honestly don't know how different what we did was from what we would have done anyway. Right. It was just more about, like, hey, you guys, stop. Like, this is actually a thing that should happen, whereas we were almost, we were about to decide to start actively discouraging it, I guess. (laughs) I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't think anybody did anything that pointed it out to Felicia Day. I think she already knew about it. Yeah. From from before, well, from I mean, before just, when we asked weird. if we like, could use her likeness, right? It's always yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and we, she was like the first person. She is the only person who actually like read that email and immediately responded to it. Ah, uh, you know what Hodgman Hodgman did too. But both of the others, like we sort of wait. No, both of the others are there only four? Because why wouldn't Damien have? No, Hodgman didn't. It's it's super weird, right? Like there are. <sighs> It kind of makes you wonder about the way that people treat email in a world where there is Facebook and Twitter. Hmm. Because I think the reason that I don't... I, the idea of using Facebook to communicate with somebody is so just abhorrent to me. <laughs> because it's like... It is not at all clear, unless you've been using it for a long time, which things are a thing that only this person can see and which things are things that everyone can see. And I think that most people, like, because it is so easy to ignore everything on Facebook and because Facebook presents itself to you as just, like, this crazy random sampling of shit all the time, that, like, there's no... There's no impetus to actually respond to somebody, right? If you send somebody a message on Facebook and they don't get back to you, it's just because they don't care about anything. It's not that they don't want to talk to you. It's that they just don't pay attention to the fact that they have a message from you. Uh-huh. You know? And, like, email, I will sometimes ignore an email, but I'm ignoring it because it's sitting there and I look at it every day and I think that's a thing that I need to do something about. Right? And I don't necessarily do it, but I think the answer is not, oh, I should just make my email only show me a random sampling of what's in my inbox so that I'm not reminded of that and made to feel guilty. You know, I I think it's that you should actually, like, reply to things that you want to reply to instead of just putting it off forever. Facebook messages always show you just the private messages that people have sent you in the order in which they're sent, though. And you you do get a little, like, number one next to the unread messages thing, and I, I don't know, I find even then that Facebook messages are a whole lot easier to ignore than email. Because I'm constantly checking my email, and if anything's not replied to in there, it sticks out. And for Facebook, it doesn't. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Just my my experience. I was excited when I when I finally started using Facebook. I was like, all right, well, this is actually kind of cool because, the, you know, it is extrapolating from all of this data about the people that I do know, 
like other people that, you know, all right, I knew this guy years ago. I should send this guy a message and see how he's doing. And then I would send that message and then they would say, oh, man, it's good. Great to hear from you. This and this and this and that. And how are you doing? And then I would reply and ask a few questions, like more in-depth stuff about their life. And then they just would never reply again. Yeah. And that to me is so much more depressing and frustrating than just not having talked to them in the first place that I just sort of walked away from it and never went back because it's like, all right, well, the one thing that I hoped that this might actually do for me that is meaningful to me turns out is not meaningful. So fuck it. And I don't know, like it's just, it's just so weird. Like you don't know whether, all right, well I sent this person an email once I sent this person a message on Twitter once. Are they deliberately ignoring it or did they just not see it or is neither the case? They saw it, didn't do anything about it right then, and then never saw it again. Yeah. You know? I mean, so I... uh, The Word Realms Kickstarter, as far as I know, got put in front of Jerry from Penny Arcade, who was a huge fan of Bookworm Adventures, purports to be a fan of our writing, and has posted links to half a dozen other Kickstarters since he saw that right right so is that a thing that's like well this he just didn't care about it did he forget does he deliberately like does he di- i mean i always got the sense that they disliked us yeah or do you, or you know i mean maybe even worse just like don't just don't take us seriously or remember that we exist except when we're across the aisle from the comic-con or whatever but like yeah I, I, you know it's it's so it is so fucking capricious like the the systems that you rely on to get anybody to know about anything on the internet are just so random you know and and there's just like nothing there's nothing you can do like you can just hope i mean you can either you can either keep everything on the down low like is my tendency and like hope that things will spread on their merit which was a lot easier 9 years ago than it is now right because there is so much shit out there with some amount of merit now, you know? That's weird. I mean, I, yeah. I, you definitely did do something in putting that pressure on us, right? It's just so hard to measure what. And yeah. the whole thing is just, I, I mean, I just wonder how much... You know, me put me putting that thing on the front page. Me changing the text link to a picture was the biggest single day jump. That was that that had the most impact of anything else that we did. Yep. Posting updates to Kickstarter didn't do anything at all. Right, getting getting the occasional mention on Rock Paper Shotgun, even though it was mostly just like an opportunity for people to talk shit about the art for a while in the comments, resulted in some little bumps. <clears throat> Felicia Day posting it resulted in some bumps. I mean, and and it was just, but like, the things that actually did something, like, I don't know, somebody whose idea was it to put a picture on the front instead of the text link? Was that you your suggestion? I think so. I think Kevin and I were both talking about like doing the Word Realms logo or something, because I yeah. kept not seeing that link. But you know that. The last thing that I posted on the Facebook page when it funded, I still had somebody leaving a comment going, oh, what's this? So it's just like... Facebook. Yeah. Motherfucker, what do you mean, what's this? 
We've been because we feel like we have just been cramming this shit down your throat for weeks now, and th- that person had hadn't seen it at all. Yeah. Uh, Clingy Bun Fistle Day says. I already have the most difficult time getting call me maybe out of my head when it gets stuck there. Why does Scully hate me so badly that he must facilitate this happening every time I log into the game and see his word realm self on the side of my screen? What is call me maybe? It's a like kind of a dumb pop song with a really catchy hook to it. And it, the lyric is, hey, I just met you and this is crazy, but here's my number, so call me maybe. And that caught the internet's imagination. Somebody made up business cards that had that. Oh yeah, I thought the business card was the origin of that because I've seen I've seen parodies of it or whatever. Right. I didn't realize that that was based on a song. So it became all Mimi, but I had just seen people referencing from the the Drew Carey show. Yeah, exactly. No, from La Boheme. Come on, man. Are you are you super excited about the uh, new Les Miserables movie? I'm a fan of it on Facebook, which means anything that they say to me about the movie, I'll probably not see. <laughs> the The teaser was exciting, man. We got some Hugh Jackman in there. The Ackman in that movie is going to be huge. Yeah, we got Natalie Portman. Portman keeping our nation's peers and bridges safe. And do we have like an Anne Hathaway getting her hair cut off? Oh wait, sorry, not Natalie Portman, uh, Anne Hathaway of giving me a bone, and uh, of giving you a bone, fame. Yeah. Fucking short hair though. Fuck that. That's yeah. no good. Yeah, she she's not beauty. rocking the buzz cut as well as Natalie Portman did. Yeah, Natalie Portman didn't really rock it either. The only person who's ever been attractive with a buzz cut was Demi Moore. Oh, yeah. Um. And that's only because she got all muscular and looked more like a dude. You know, we should uh, we should make a meme that is uh, a barefoot Natalie Portman of a camera angle that focuses on on her portmanteaus and then just has words that are combinations of two words underneath it. Yeah, the trouble is going to be getting a picture that is identifiably Natalie Portman, but also identifiably a picture of her toes. <laughs> exactly. But it, it's um, worth it, right? Yeah. So you can find a picture of Natalie Portman barefoot and then do one of those little picture-in-picture picture things where you zoom in on it. Ah. Uh, right? And then so the, so that the left column is Natalie Portman and the right column at the top is Natalie Portman's toes and then at the, uh, the bottom is a bunch of portmanteaus. Mm. I just think just one at a time. A lot of them. Uh, the forum Kababka says, "Was the sole purpose of the mind fragments just to foreshadow this event, or is there another use?" Uh, you, you don't know. Those are some dark, dark secrets, man. Yeah, I'm not going to just tell you on this radio show because I've had one point eight beers. <laughs> uh, Alpha Omicron says, "Invite Doglord four twenty onto the show. He or she is a KLL radio celebrity." For the record, I don't like Skullhead either. <laughs> Thanks, guy. I wish they I they would they would sarcastic. say. I, I wish that they would say like I don't like Skullhead because he blah 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 you know because if it's swears too much and say well go fuck yourself if it's like he seems like he's not paying attention while you're talking and I think that's rude then that's something I can work on. But you gotta yeah. you gotta let me know. Why don't you work on that anyway? Just in case it upsets. I'm, I'm always, Mike. I'm always paying attention when you're talking, mm-hmm. except those couple of times that you've caught me in a really obvious. Oh, <laughs> you just said that, and now I'm saying it. 
Lightwolf says, A while back you had mentioned toying with the idea of removing the plunger and flyswatter knolls from Degrassi Knoll. Both of those items were only used for the old-school Nemesis Cave, and the massive number of monsters in that low-level zone make it highly annoying to accomplish any specific goal there. Would that be a quick change you would still consider making? Uh, could the brush fire maybe cull some of the knolls from that hill to make it a little more manageable? Because seriously, there are a lot of Goram monsters in that one zone. Where does Goram come from? Uh, Firefly. God, does my head was like that show was with Firefly. Yeah, Firefly. I don't think it's just from Firefly, is it? I'm pretty sure. It's it's the frack of Firefly. I thought that I had heard it before that, though. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not the frack. I, that's another thing that is it just bemuses me that that is okay <laughs> like because like we like there is no one who doesn't know what that represents right. and as such it is no different sure. and what the frack is wrong with uh, god it, it is it's this is what happens when you you try to lawyer all the the like danger out of something, you know? Right. Like you don't want you don't want obscenity on TV, so you write you have to you because you are forced to, you write these absurd rules. Yeah. Eh, I don't know. It would be a I better mean, society it, if they could just say fuck all the time. If everybody just said fuck all the time. If that was the only word, and just different inflections and intonations were how you uh, derived meaning. Yeah, that would be awesome. Uh, also, says Lightwolf, will there be a fire fatties helm for the laddies? For the laddies. That's what it says, but it makes less <laughs> for sense. For the though. laddies. Sure, but it's for the laddies. Uh, will there ever be a way, says Whack, to buy old event items with unused leftover currency that we still have in our inventories? No. URL unrelated. What? Scully, if Chick doesn't get back to the computer in time, can you play the Sonic Drowning music? What? Wow, Sonic Drowning music. That's a thing? Also, congratulations on getting funded. Woo! Thank you. Uh, Lost Key Lime Pie. Uh, Also, apparently in this thread, Monday not starting slash ending until 12 a.m. Arizona time is a thing, and it would be really excellent if you could change it so the new day starts at the same time rollover does instead of two and a half hours afterwards. Uh, you know, I understand why you want that, and I guess okay, because it is kind of. Sh- I I sort of don't like that somebody can get the Monday or somebody can get the Monday detriment twice in one day mm. because it encompasses two play sessions. I think. I think that we can probably just check rollover mod 7 is a certain number instead of using the actual PHP date function, which is why it's based on Arizona time. Um, Lost key lime pie. Yeah, because everybody's so excited to get their hands on a bunch of lost keys right now. I've got to finish that. I've got to finish everything that's not finished, Mr. Scullet. What the fuck? Why? What is wrong with me? Yeah, you need What's to wrong with me? finish all the things day. I think what happens is you get, you're ready to take on the world, and then you start thinking about the servers and the boxes and the things, and, and you just get sad. That could be it. Or, or last time I, 
last time I was ready to take on the world, I got into the office and then hot stuff called me because there was water pouring out of the ceiling again. Yeah. Got that taken care of. I still need to call the man to fix the drywalls. Cause it's more of a, uh, it's more of a job than I want to do. I can patch drywall, but a, I don't want to patch drywall on a ceiling. Yeah. Uh, and B, I don't want to patch drywall. Like it, the way these things manifest is by water pouring out of some other opening in the ceiling. Yeah, it's always so there's, water's tricksy. There's one big hole around like a built-in speaker in the ceiling, and then there's another big hole around an air conditioning vent. And so I don't want to patch drywall with complicated shapes like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, M. Steeler says, "Wait, no. What? No." Uh, Professor Underscore says, Hey, Scully, I think it was in last week's discussion of puns that you commented on your lifelong use of dad humor and how it felt like a disease, albeit one you've come to enjoy. This made me think of this segment on NPR's Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Short version is that German scientists have identified a mental condition that makes you tell bad dad humor-style jokes. It appears that you and I both suffer from Witzelzucht. Uh, best guess at pronunciation is, I think, uh, is not how you would pronounce it, if, if I remember anything from German. And you do. Uh, what I was hoping was that that name would be a joke. Why? Well, be- I mean, because it'd be funnier if it was, if it was the name of a thing, but it was also in and of itself a dad joke. Oh, I see. Yeah, we expect more from Germans, don't we? Yeah. Man, I Roy used to be the biggest fan of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, and I did then, and still kind of do. Like every once in a while, there is something kind of funny on it wow you just don't like life i it's uh, i don't know man it's like the it's like there are these the, the the different people on wait wait don't tell me are like sanitized versions of all the ways in which it's possible to be funny oh, I don't you think know that's but true at all. but they're all like 70 percent, and it's just i like uh, every great once in a while they will say something funny but like I would rather listen to what do you know or car talk or you know what I would rather listen to a prairie home companion because at least a prairie home companion is just what it fucking is you know yeah and prairie home companion is fun to listen to I don't Man, I never find you know myself else? chuckling you know what else it turns out is fun to listen to that reminds me of okay so uh steven tobolowski the guy who is like the character actor who was ned ryerson in uh yeah yeah. Groundhog Day. yeah so he does this podcast he's got a podcast that is just him like writing and telling stories and they're fucking great it is so good hmm. he's like garrison keeler except he like talks about doing drugs in the 70s and cusses every once in a while and is kind of funny you know he's 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 fatherly, right? He will laugh at things that are not super funny, and he will he will tell stories that are funny in a like essayist kind of way. Huh. You know, not uh, not quite Dave Barry, but not. Anyway, it is great. His stories are great, and everyone should listen to that podcast, The Tobolowsky Files. Hmm. Um. M. Steeler says, will the used links on FDKOL accommodation still be usable after the brush fires event is over with? Uh, yeah, they will. 
And a secondary question. Now that Word Realms is funded, will developing it take away from KOL? I know of a few people who are fearful Word Realms will take possible content away from KOL due to, well, being a second game and all. Or is Word Realms mostly going to be dealt with by another branch of ASIM? It has historically mostly been dealt with by another branch of Asymmetric, and the single-player game is not taking content work away, uh, certainly. And it's also, like, time that I spend working on Word Realms, I don't spend that much time on it, and it's not really... It's taking away time in the day, but it's not taking away, like, juice, which is the more important currency in what gets done in KOL. It is occupying... C.D. Moyer's time more now that he's doing it instead of not doing it, which is potentially a thing, but I think we'll be okay. I think that we'll be okay. I don't think that it is anything to worry about. It is not going to be any more work than it has been for the last four years, and so as long as the last four years have seemed okay to you guys, then I think it will continue to seem okay. Yeah. Quick question, says the Acolyte. Would you buff the Plexiglass Pocket Watch uh, to plus five adventures instead of three? Plexiglass is relatively ancient, but the Pocket Watch's plus adventures is aged past use after the fudge cycle and epic beard. Well, no, can't you still use it at the same time as those, though? Yeah. I would love to equip it over my memento, and it's possible that doesn't. Hell, I don't know. Uh, Mad Surgeon talks about making the Hermit unnecessary for Ascension uh, and is confused as to why I didn't move the planks. And, well, I mean, because it was the less clear and present thing. Right. Um, I mean, I probably would, but I would also like to do something with the plans. And, I don't know, is it too on the nose to just sell the dingy plans and the dingy planks at General Store? <laughs> you, you should find one of them in the course of your adventures. Yeah. Um, anyway... I hope it's the latter. In any case, what was the intent in moving NPC stores about, and what is the long-term plan? What? I don't know what you're talking about. Moving NPC stores about. Uh, oh. Jake says, weird, a few weeks ago you ra- spoke about your opinion on endings and how they don't matter to you in video games, movies, or books. So what's the deal with your gripe about the ending of Chernobyl Diaries and Prometheus? I, I didn't say that they don't matter to me so much as I said that they are not any more important than any other aspect of the story and that for the most part they can only make a thing worse (laughs) and cannot fundamentally make a thing better and I don't think that me feeling like the end of Chernobyl Diaries sucked ass compared to the rest of it and deciding that Prometheus just became total horseshit about a third of the way in really goes against anything that I believe it may go against things that I said in in inarticulate rage (laughs) Uh, congrats on the word realms kickstarter Uh, she continues he continues why do I think weird is a girl Uh, I hope you're feeling a bit more optimistic about the popularity of the game now even though it didn't quite happen to be a huge overfunded hype jick hype jick there will be a word there will be word realms pvp in the mmo right yeah absolutely Um, there is already a working prototype of Word Realms PvP. Right. Uh, uh, C.D. Moyer and I made that while we were in, uh, when he came out to visit in San Diego. Although, there was a working prototype of Word Realms PvP like five years ago (laughs) that I made in an evening and uh, Hot Stuff and I played against each other a little bit. It didn't have the trappings uh, that the the one that we're messing with occasionally now does. Uh, You know, it didn't have like gear and stuff. 
Uh, you know what? I guess it did. That was a pretty cool prototype. <laughs> um, I found the database for that the other day, and I was like, oh, wow, I did a bunch of work on this one weekend or something. Uh, Kamal says, is there any... what?" Is there any way that an empty can of Rando can be used to put all the parts back in, making it tradable? I'd like to sell it, but I don't want to ascend. No, sorry. No, no. No, 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 no. Uh, Grapes9 says, what is it about the KOL economy that makes it so much more stable, predictable, and fun than any other game economy I've ever played? The people participating in it? I, you know, I, 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 I am curious as to whether the actual answer is... Um, and, and I don't know if this is the case or not, but the fact that our cash shop currency is interchangeable in the player economy with the game currency is fairly unusual. Uh, I mean, I guess it's not, it is not strictly speaking unique, right. um, but, it, but it's pretty unusual. And I think that in some ways, KOL's economy is stabilized by virtue of the fact that the real world's economy is fairly stable, or at least like the value of $10 is fairly stable. Yeah. And so purchasing power like, is, is regulated by the fact that you can always pretty reliably get a bunch of currency just by putting $10 into this thing and it's kept from weakening by the fact that you can't put a billion dollars into it well you could uh, I mean go ahead yeah yeah if you want to I guess uh, Eric Bolter by which I mean Electric Bolter says <laughs> uh, Eric Tri Bolter says dearest Jake and Scully great job in the world event you guys it is my first and I am loving it uh, now to my question. As a staff member responsible for looking over the stash in my clan, I have found that uh, ACC, sauce crafting, and pasta mastery, oh, cocktail crafting, sauce crafting, and pasta mastery ingredients are often looted due to the very low auto sell value compared to mall prices. Uh, is there any way to increase the auto sell prices without affecting the mall to prevent looting? Making them zero karma items will not work, but would an auto sell value such as 500 meat work, or is it simply an individual clan issue? That's kind of got to be an individual clan issue because it's not just a matter of their mall price relative to their auto sell value it's a matter of that auto sell value being created out of nothing every day by more or less every player mm. and in an ascension context right like being able to just summon 2500 meat instead of those ingredients is a bigger deal than not doing that um, Arundel says Dear Jake and Scully did you ever make those pancakes if so what was your recipe uh, I have yet to actually get around to making any pancakes. It's getting to the point where for six months, one of my goals has been to make some pancakes, and I still haven't achieved that goal. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I need to have a kid. Maybe that's how I can straighten out my home life. Yeah, it may, it, they'll make you make pancakes. Yeah. And then I would eat one. I would eat a pancake, and then I'd be like, ah, this was worth it. Fuck, now I gotta raise this kid. <laughs> Maybe uh, I'll make you some pancakes in San Diego. What? But I no. I, the point is for me to make. The point is not for me to eat pancakes. If I wanted somebody else to make me pancakes, I could go down to the Cracker Barrel. <laughs> the Pancake Barrel. Yeah, the pan. The okay, so house of crackers. Bitch, make me some pancakes in San Diego. 
blister guy says, Mr. Skullhead, when the Germans attacked Pearl Harbor. Yeah, you really don't know anything about history. <laughs> that guy doesn't know anything about film history. That's a line. Oh, from you're saying German German film critic uh, <laughs> Werner Velschmacht disliked the Ben Affleck vehicle Pearl Harbor. Exactly. Uh, actually, I was quoting Animal House. Bluto, was it over when the Germans attacked Pearl Harbor? Uh, uh, okay, God. I gotcha. Good. I don't think I've ever seen Animal House all the way through. No, I'm quoting Napoleon Dynamite. That's the entirety of that movie, right? The only thing that fucker says the entire movie is good. Do, uh, do you really, uh, really strongly dislike Napoleon Dynamite? I, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've never seen it all the way through because it bugged the shit out of me so much. It doesn't really say. It's more like gah. Gah. No, not good. You're not doing it properly. Grr. Greer. <laughs> Pam Greer. Hey, what do you think about that new uh, Quentin Tarantino movie? Have you seen the previews? Oh, uh, Django Unchained. It, it looks yeah. like uh, Wild Wild West Part Two. Really? That's what I thought. But there's no steampunk. It it looked very very wild wild westy. Huh. Uh, I can't tell. I mean, Inglorious Bastards was really good. It I was thought pretty good. It really? Yeah. I I don't know, man. To me, that felt like it was a return to form. It was a return to form, but it wasn't an, a return to all the way form. Uh, man, I saw some. I saw. Uh, I, I went on a little YouTube chase, mm. and I saw a few videos of like Quentin Tarantino recently, and he is starting to look like a. It seems like he is turning into uh, Billy Crystal's character's wife from The Princess Bride. <laughs> Only with, like, short, dark hair instead of gray hair. <laughs> it's, it's Seriously, he's, like, t- turning into, like, a little female troll. <laughs> super weird. It's kind of shocking to see somebody like that whose age is kind of fixed at a certain point. You know, like, to go, oh, holy shit. Like, Will Smith kind of looks like a middle-aged guy now was a thing. Because I hadn't seen him in several years. Yeah, what what makes you think his age is fixed at a certain like what do you what do you mean by that? Okay, well like Tarantino, I think of him when I think of him in like Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Say or or even Planet Terror, say was the last time I'd seen him. And but then that was five years ago, six years ago. So for mm-hmm. me it, it will always be a shock to see him and go, Oh yeah, he's aging at the same rate the rest of us are. Yeah. And possibly a little more because cocaine and whores. I feel like Will Smith looks pretty much the same. Is he is he getting old man features that I'm not aware of? Ever so slightly, like, slapping a dude for kissing him—that's yeah. like a thing an old man would do. Tommy Lee Jones in that movie—it didn't occur to me that he looked older. But then looking at pictures of him from the, like the first Men in Black, uh, he's gotten a hell of a lot older. Yeah, hey, he he came sort of pre-grizzled. Yeah, I have a feeling. It, well, like coal miner's daughter—he's 20 years old and he looks 50 already. I don't think I've ever seen Coal Miner's Daughter. I should totally see Coal Miner's Daughter. Mm. Well, uh, I'll do that after I go eat some sushi, which is what I'm going to do right now because I'm super hungry. All right, you should do that. And uh, in half an hour, I hope you're not hungry again. 
Good night, everybody.